Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Zach Drew. And I am Josh Peck. How are you doing today, Zach? I'm doing good. I really am. I hope everybody had a wonderful uh, Christmas. And based on where you're watching the show, it might be just after the new year. Uh, and here's the thing. This is our last fundraiser show. So we're filming this still in December. But if you're watching this in January, you can still give... Uh, if you're watching this program on the television. So this is the last one, and we need your help. We have just a few days left to go, and, well, I'm going to say for the fourth time in the, in, the, in the first 30 seconds of the program, we need your help, okay? We have a great need. Uh, Stan Foster, one of our um, dear partners, he pledged a $4,000 matching gift. We have matched $3,396 of that $4,000. So the next $600 that come in will be matched dollar for dollar by Stan Foster. And I want to thank those uh, that got involved with this match. I want to thank Kathleen um, Douglas. I want to thank Ron and Barb, Carol uh, Dove Creek Ranch, I want to thank David and Trey Lee. I'm, for, I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, and Keith, uh, Pastor Tim and Sandra, Marcel, Richard, um, a generous gift by June and Patricia. Thank you both so much. Uh, and Lovejoy. Uh, once again, we've, we've matched $3,396, so basically $3,400. And the next 600 will be matched. But we have a huge way to go because our overall fundraiser um, is we need to raise $40,000. And right now we've raised just over $11,000. we have raised $11,014. So please get involved uh, to help us stay on the air. That is, we are a television ministry. We are not a pulpit ministry. We do not have a congregation that meets on Sundays of a couple hundred people that, that tithe on a regular basis. We survive because of donations from you. Please keep us on the air. I am praying some, somewhere, someone is watching right now and, and they're just being moved by the Holy Spirit to give a generous gift. Once again, we have 28000 $968 left to go. I'm praying the Holy Spirit is moving that, that those watching would just would sow a generous gift into this ministry right now in Jesus' name. And if you're watching, can you get involved by going to www.zachdrewshow.com and you can click that bright orange donate button. And it's very simple from there. You can also write us at IGBY. Uh, or the Zach Drew Show, and you can send it to P.O. Box 797, Decatur, Illinois, 62525. So it doesn't matter if it says IGBY or the Zach Drew Show. They both go to the exact same place. Or you can call us. People have been calling in the number. They really like calling in now. I really I, I, I love hearing uh, those emails I'm getting. You can call 888-459-5727 and donate there. Once again, that's 888 888- Four five nine five seven two seven. It's the last couple of days of the year, um, and if you like, I said, if you're watching this when it airs in your region at the first of the year, you can still donate. Just put in the memo that it is for the fundraiser to keep us on the air. Uh, we will be right back after this.
we like I said, we are this last show is a is a fundraising show, but we can't be on the air and not talk about what we feel the Lord has laid on our hearts to talk about. So even though it's incredibly important that we raise our funds to stay on the air, I do just want to to discuss the times in which I feel that we're living in. I would classify this, I would just simply say this to the audience. The purge has begun. Um, I believe that we are in the final window, the time of sorrows before Christ returns. I believe that. Do you? Uh, I think that's going to determine your entire worldview on every event that's happening politically, nationally, worldwide, is do you believe we're in the end of times? The thing is, you know, we don't know how long that window is, the time of sorrows that's mentioned in Matthew 24. But I can say confident that we're, we're, we're nearing the end of, of this age. The time of sorrows are, are terrible days that precede the great tribulation. Actually, let's just open up the word. I, have it, I had it marked because I wanted to read it from the Bible today and um, to talk about these time of sorrows that I believe that we're in. And, and I think it's important because the vast majority of that, that watch this program were, were, were Christians. And we all know other Christians that, 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 that go to church every Sunday that really are believers. But because the pulpits in America, the vast majority of all pulpits in America do not deal with the times in which we live, they have no idea that troublesome times are coming. And I don't mean, I don't mean trying, I don't talk, I'm not talking about the great tribulation here, okay? Because here's the thing, I, like for example, Josh and I have differing point, points of view of when Jesus comes back. And the thing that he, that, that the thing is, is that Josh is wrong. And no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> so Josh, I'll convince you yet. <laughs> Josh has, you know, a premillennial, uh, excuse me, not premillennial. Well, you have, we are both premillennials, mm -hmm. um, uh, a pre-tribulation, you know, a pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation and post-tribulation of when does Jesus come back? How much are we going to have to go through? And so we have this tendency, so I believe that we have to go through more than Josh. Josh is, uh, is um, pre-tribulation. But the thing is this, we all can agree on something. We all agree that we go through those time of sorrows. But we have, we have, do you think that bad things can happen to Christians? Absolutely. Do you think bad things, you know, what is it about the pre-tribulation community why has it become this, this thing of, and, and I'm and I'm okay with them being dogmatic. I'm okay with you being dogmatic um, about you know your pre-tribulation views, but you're not one of those people that believe that we don't have to go through anything. That and actually none really are. <laughs> that is uh, that's a common straw man that's launched against us from some of the other camps. They'll say, well, it's just escapism, or you know, you're you're just thinking that. Now, I will say, with the way that I grew up, I did have um, a couple of of relatives that kind of felt that way. You know, well, you don't need to get emergency food because the rapture is gonna. But but that was a really rare rare view that I only heard like a couple people my entire life actually hold. Most pre-trib rapture believers do absolutely admit that yes, bad things can happen. Happen. You know, floods can happen. Uh, droughts can happen. I mean, the Great Depression happened. Where was their rapture? You know, so um, any 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 serious pre-trib believer 
would tell you, absolutely, you need to be prepared, you know. Uh, it, it's a common biblical principle all throughout the Bible. Be prepared because whether rapture or not, for one thing, you never know if this is going to be your last day on earth. You never know if this is going to be your last breath on earth. Um, rapture or not, you never know what emergencies are going to end up happening and end up coming your way. You have to be prepared for that stuff. That's just being a mature and responsible follower of Christ. Now, here's the thing. I went to I went to one church for the majority of my life until I went to work for Pastor Jim Baker in Southern Missouri. That church at its peak that I was there probably was over 800 people. The church I, be, I, I go to now is, um, well, I don't really know, it's probably about 500 people. And the doctrine of these, they're both the same denomination, the, the doctrine of these churches is, is, is pre-trib, mm-hmm. right? And the overwhelming majority of these entire congregations are not prepared at all. Wow. They, they do not have anything stored away. They, they, we just interact with two different groups of people. Because yeah. I don't, in my brain, from just my experience, I sound like I'm a postmodernist now, you know, truth is fluid and, and experiential. <laughs> but truly, from my experience, the majority of people that believe in pre-trib you know, from this church of 800, this church of 500, those I've interacted with, you know, when I say to them, um, do you know that we're, we go through the time of sorrows? Or, or gosh, if I even said to them, can you tell me the verses of the time of sorrows even are, are in? Like what chapter, what, what, what book are they in? They can't tell me. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge problem. Yeah. Because what that means is, and, and, I, and I tell you right now, like, there's not an end times minded church in my area or I'd, I'd go to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the majority of people don't even know what's going to come because their pastors don't talk about it. Yeah. But one thing that we can agree on is this, is that we go through at least the first eight verses of Matthew 24, those time of sorrows that, that precede the great tribulation. And this is, I believe this is where we are right now. Okay. And I'm going to get into that in just a moment. But Matthew 24 says this, verse one, Jesus departed from the temple and was leaving when his disciples came to show him the temple buildings. Jesus answered them, Do you not see all these things? Truly I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered them. And then he talks about the time of sorrow. So your version might say the birth pains. Take heed that no one deceives you. So deception is going to be crazy. Many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And I believe that that, what that means is people are going to be coming saying that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is God. And then from that launching point will deceive many. So what that means is that we're in the time of sorrows. That is going to, I believe what this is saying is like, this is not a minority. This is the majority of professing churches are proclaiming Christ in name and then deceiving people that they're not sharing the full gospel of Jesus Christ. They have removed themselves from the core tenets of our faith that Jesus is one of the ways to heaven, that Jesus may have not lived a totally sinless life, that we need to follow Christ but more of a, it's more of a concept that Christ is more of, pursue more of a Christ consciousness rather than Christ the man, the God. That people are seeing that Christ is Jesus, 
but yet from that point, deceiving people. See that you are not troubled, for all of these things must happen, but the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And once again, I've taught about this before. That word there is ethnos rising against ethnos, which is where we get the word ethnic group rising against ethnic group. And so it says, for ethnic group will rise against ethnic group and kingdom against kingdom. Meaning, yes, it will be, there will be unbelievable racial divides. And I don't just mean in America, you know, black and white. I mean in the Middle East between Muslim and Jew and even different factions of the Muslim, of Islam. Okay? Uh, and I mean Chinese versus the entire continent of India, right? China versus India. There, it's going to be racial divides. And, and just so you know, so it's like, oh, racial divides in America, black and white, it's like at an all-time high, thanks to Obama. Truly, he, he resurrected, you know, those, 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 that racial uh, divide in America. But I don't rejoice at this. And because I, I need to say this almost as a disclaimer, this is for what's happening in the world, Okay, this part right here should not be taking place in the body of Christ. You know, Jesus prayed that we would all be one as he and his father are one. And that should always be our prayer. And so, so once again, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, epidemics, and earthquakes in various places. And this is, these verses are not for one geographical location. This, this is not just for the Middle East. This is not just for, you know, Latin America. This is not just for the United States of America. This is for the entire world. There's going to be a radical increase in famines throughout the world, epidemics throughout the world, various places throughout the world. And all of these are the beginning of sorrows. I believe in my heart we have entered into that time of sorrows. And, and here's the thing. Most believe that the Great Tribulation is seven years. But we don't know how long the time of sorrows are. We don't. People are like, you know, it could be one year. And then it's seven-year great tribulation, or the tribulation, and then the great tribulation. It could be 10 years. It could be 50 years. We don't know. But we have the signs, other signs throughout the scriptures of, of, of what man in, in, in large part will be like. And we can see we are in the end of this age that precedes Christ's Return. We are there. And that is why we are here. That is why we are doing what we are doing. We have a conv such conviction from the Holy Spirit to broadcast in these end days. In the same way, Dietrich Bonhoeffer in World War II, the way uh, it was a parallel. Then, and what we're seeing now is a shadow, the, the Hitler, Hitler, everything of, of, of what was taking place in Germany. It was a shadow of things to come. And I believe that we have like this, uh, there's going to be an underground church that we're, we're going to be exposing these things like Dietrich Bonhoeffer did. We are in Germany in 1933 right now. America is, is Germany of 1933 right now. And just remember, a few years later, in 1941, the Holocaust began. 11 million Jews and Christians and other dissenters were brutally murdered. The Nazi propaganda ministry directed by Dr. Joseph uh, Goebbels, one of, 
Adolf Hitler's top deputies took control of what? What did he take control of? All forms of communication in Germany. We're seeing that in America. And we're going to see it in, 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 in a greater magnitude. And that is why people have got to get behind, not just mine, not just, not just this, but the ministries that, that God is using. You know? I, I know, I know, I know other, I, Skywatch TV, you were with them, great ministry. Prophecy Watchers, great ministry. You've got to get behind these ministries that, that are, that I'm telling you right now, we cannot take a step back. And it feels like, you know, this has been such a struggle this year. We have almost $29,000 left to raise in a few days. It's been a struggle, but it's only going to get worse outside of these four walls. I'm talking to you right now, Josh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They've, they've already censored us to some great degrees. Just like in Germany, like I said, they seized communication in the, from the newspapers to magazines to books, public meetings, rallies, art, music, movies, radio, right? It, 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 viewpoints in any way threatening the Nazi beliefs or to the regime were censored. Eliminated from all media. I did a show in 2015 before they started censoring YouTube, and we garnered like 70,000 subscribers in a matter of a couple of months. Everybody that watches this show now says this show is far better than that show, that, that, not, that show that I was hosting in 2015. It's, it's deeper, better content. And in five years, we have 7,000 subscribers. So 70,000 in a couple of months for 7,000 in five or six years from this new show. We're, they're censoring, they're eliminating because we are talking against the Nazi regime, right? Just like in Germany. And what happened in Germany during the spring of 1933, you know, Nazi student organizations, professors, librarians, Made up, a, made up long lists of books they thought should be read by Germans. Then on the night of May 10th, 1933, Nazis raided libraries and, and bookstores across Germany. The first wave of this was in 2019 when they went after all the conservatives on, on social media platforms and it just increased. They, and, and, and then they marched, in 1933, they marched by torchlight in nighttime parades, sang chants and what they do, they threw books into huge bonfires. On that night, more than 25,000 books were, were burned. And as a Christian, talking to you, there is a day coming soon where you will be in direct conflict with the authority over you. I do not mean some abstract conflict, I mean direct. In the sense of even saying for one of many examples... No, I will continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and refuse to remove even one iota from the Holy Scriptures that offend you and, and stand in direct conflict to, to the agenda you are attempting to lay out in my country. No, true Christians will one day likely have an underground secretive network of churches, just like Bonhoeffer and Karl Barth and others, Niemöller orchestrated in the, the first wave, the first shadow of the Antichrist system in World War II under Hitler and the Nazi regime. 
and, and, and the rest of the body of Christ, just like in Germany, the rest of the body of Christ will follow the Fuhrer, the Antichrist, the son of perdition. Once again, the analogy, the parallel here is similar to Germany, Christian church in Nazi Germany. Hitler and the German church was a template for what was to come prophetically. The liberal church followed the Fuhrer. The liberal German church followed Hitler, that Antichrist. And, and what, did he, what did they believe? They believed in his grand promises of, of you know, Germany, returning Germany to its former glory, glories before World War I and the Treaty of Versailles. That trust in me and we'll get you back on track. You'll have peace again. And this is exactly what gave rise to Hitler. It's a prophetic template. We'll be right back after this. Everyone at home, I want to ask you a question. How many Christian television ministries today do you hear talk about the things Zach just said? How many ministries out there are doing what we do? I ask this because I believe we are in an end times apostasy. And it's easy to see if you look at what the biggest ministries are talking about today. Most of it is the prosperity gospel. A lot of people want to focus solely on any given pastor that runs these things. And I get that. But ask yourself, how is it that they can draw in such a crowd? It's because their message is appealing to greedy people. Their message is not give lovingly and freely enjoy. Their message is give so you can get something back for yourself later. They say things like sow a seed of $1,000 and you'll receive it back tenfold. Sure, it would be a lot easier to preach that kind of message, draw a huge crowd and make all the money we need to continue forever, but it would be dishonest and it would not be honored by God. That's not our message here. We are not telling you that God will reward you on this side of heaven for donating to us, but that's not why you're donating. If you are donating because you believe God will return your money with a profit, please keep your money. The blessing you get for giving is that we get to stay on the air and provide you and the world with this information in a Christian television ministry setting. And it ensures that you have at least one place you can go that's not trying to deceive you or trick you out of your money. If you are informed and edified by what we do, and if you believe in what God is doing at this ministry, please donate today and help keep us on the air so we can reach as many people as possible that desperately need it. We need to get people out of the prosperity gospel and into the truth. You can donate by going to ZachDrewShow.com and clicking on that big orange donate button, or you can send your donation to Zach Drew Show, P.O. Box 797, Decatur, Illinois, 62525, or you can call at 888-459-5727. And sometimes the call center is busy, so if they take a little while to answer, just hang on the line and they will get to you as soon as they can. Please give today, and thank you all so much for your generosity. Amen. Amen. Thank you, John. Here's the thing. We, we have to raise $28,986 to remain on TLN, on all of our Comcast stations, um, we have the call center, our web developer. We have, we are go We we've already we've made this announcement a few times. We already can basically confirm that we are going to go off of Direct TV, because 
we'd have to raise another, you know, $50,000 more than even what we have to raise right now. But what we have to, to remain on PTL, Apple TV, Roku, all these places, $28,986. I'm praying that God is moving on some of your hearts to give a generous gift right now to keep us on the air. Amen. Amen. Well, with that, let's get back into some more content. Let's talk about the American apostate church. The true Christian church in America is already very small, probably even smaller than you might think. And it is dwindling more and more because of destructive and popular heresies. So let's look at a few of them. First, postmodernism. This is the secular philosophy that says truth may exist, but there's no way we can really know it. It puts mystery as the highest virtue. Postmodernists reject the clear teaching of Scripture, not because it's unclear or mysterious, but because they don't like what it says. One of the most popular postmodern beliefs is that the gospel is fundamentally inclusive and is not clear on the issue of homosexuality, which is another heresy of its own, the LGBT movement in the church. Here's actually just a few mainline denominations that affirm LGBTQ in America. First, the Presbyterian Church, which actually split over affirming LGBT. Next, the Episcopal Church, which in 2011 was the nation's 14th largest denomination at 3 million members. Then we have the United Methodist Church, which has delayed a decision to split over LGBT affirmation until next year. According to GayChurch.org, there are almost 9,000 individual gay-affirming churches in America. Now, another heresy is social Marxism. In 2019, the Southern Baptist Convention accepted a resolution on critical race theory and intersectionality, causing a massive division among some of its most prominent figures. Critical race theory is, simply put, social Marxism. It divides people along the lines of race, nationality, gender, and sexual orientation to create the illusion of a power dynamic between the oppressors and those being oppressed. It divides people from their ultimate identity, which belongs in Christ alone, and rebrands them as either the oppressing class or the class being oppressed. The simple truth is that anything that divides us from our identity in Christ or prohibits unity in the body is satanic and it's a false gospel. And speaking of false gospels, here's one I mentioned before, the prosperity gospel. This doesn't always manifest how you would expect. It doesn't always look like a preacher buying 50 Lamborghinis. At its heart, the prosperity gospel is this message. God ultimately wants you to be happy in this life and will protect you from any and all tribulation or suffering. This is fundamentally opposed to the message of the cross. 1 Peter 4.1 says, Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. The prosperity gospel is materialistic, and it is a false gospel. It is not a gospel that saves. And then there's the New Age movement in our churches. This refers to the paganism and idolatry of hyper-spiritual charismatics who are so out there that they blend the world of God with witchcraft. This includes Christian tarot cards, summoning guardian angels, barking in the spirit, grave soaking, and diminishing God into a pocket-sized God who only appears in your life to perform signs and wonders and miracles and manifestations. This is paganism, idolatry, and it is not the true gospel. The true church is much closer to being forced underground than you may all think. You know, Josh, I'm just thinking about this 
you know, you mentioned the Episcopal Church, the Methodist Church, the Presbyterian Church, and how they've just left, you know, uh, these these foundational denominations, you know, I think about where America was and how America was founded upon the Word of God. It truly was. And um, for those that want a better understanding, please go watch some of our previous episodes where we've discussed that very thing. And I think about how the foundation is flawed now. It's like they've dug into the solid rock and then replaced some of that with this sinking sand, right? And once again, to kind of fill, to finish out this analogy, us being such a strong Christian nation and then moving to where we are right now, that also was a part of that prophetic template of the Antichrist system in World War II with Germany. You know, many of us think of Germany, and what do we think of? We think, we think evil, right? It's the first thing. We think World War II, Hitler and the Nazi regime, swastikas, the Holocaust, and many other bad things. Whenever we think, you know, what's your thoughts on Germany? But because many of us are not students of history, it's like what, it's like what happened in World War II was so evil and so wicked it's done this thing to our minds where like we're not interested in any of the history before Germany. It's like it just it was so bad it's erased all of Germany's history before that. But did you know that prior uh, and during World War II, Germany was an incredibly Christian country? I mean, you have, you've got to draw the parallels between America and Martin Luther to the Germans was like Moses to the Jews, okay? They even had a Reformation Sunday comparable to our 4th of July celebration. And there was even a, a class uh, mandated in, uh, in every school in Germany to go through a confirmation. And, and, and I don't agree with this, but because it's like forced baptism, right? But to be baptized into the church, like... They understood, and, and, and they, they perverted how to go about it, but they understood, like, we've got to be Christian. Like, like there's no other thing. We've got to baptize the kids. Like, you know, wrong. Uh, what's the thing? It's like, right, uh, it was a good idea, but, you know, implementing it just wasn't the right thing to do. But many in the German church, not all, were, they were deceived by Hitler and followed him blindly, Right. And then it was from that point that the true church broke away dramatically from the German church. And, you know, it was like I said, it was Karl Barth, Martin Niemöller, and, and Dietrich Bonhoeffer. But that's where we are. German was a hardcore Christian nation, and it, it fell away more and more. And, oh, my goodness, Josh, we are out of time for today's program. We're supposed to do a 2830. So if you're watching on social media, we have already went over that. So we, we, what we do is we have to cut it down uh, a great deal to fit onto our um, television network. So uh, I just, I wanted to take today's show as a fundraising show, but just to, to explain to you, we are in the time of sorrows and we're asking everybody to get behind us right now. We have an incredible need 
Um, you know, the scripture, I'll just end it with this. There's a scripture that says, uh, it's in Psalms chapter 50, verse 23. The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. The This offering of thanksgiving which glorifies God is not merely external. It is gratitude truly felt in the heart. That is the only kind of sacrifice that pleases him. And I'm asking everybody that's watching that, that you wouldn't just give out of your abundance, but that you would be led. I'm praying that the Lord would be convicting his saints that through convicting to give, gives him that would cost. It's easy to give from our abundance, but it's that sacrificial gift that pleases God. And I'm asking you to consider giving a sacrificial gift unto what the Lord is doing here at IGBY International Ministries in the Zach Drew Show. And if you can, once again, to stay on the air, we have to raise $28,968 in just the next couple of days. I'm praying that you get involved. You can go to www.zachdrewshow.com and click that orange donate button. You can also give by writing to us at IGBY, The Zach Drew Show, at P.O. Box 797, Decatur, Illinois, 62525. Or you can call right now, toll free. That number is 888-459-5727. 888-459-5727. We're asking for you to help us in our time of need. We'll see you next week. Thanks for watching today's show. If you want to support this ministry, simply go to www.zachdrewshow.com and click that bright orange donate button. It costs a lot to keep this ministry going forward. We don't have sponsors, nor are we a product-driven ministry. We are 100% supported by faithful viewers like you. Support us today. We'll see you next week.